Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Rush with Baxter Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be sunny today with a high of 36 tomorrow. Could see some snow again. I don't really know how many inches, though. It could be a mix of snow and rain. Uh, but that Dave Hayes, the weather nut guy, yes, he said he said we could see some significant snow again tomorrow night into Friday. So it depends on who you want to believe, because the Weather Channel is telling me it's rain on Friday, maybe snow on Saturday. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they weren't saying much snow the other day, and that weather nut guy had it, and uh, everybody else said eh, it's going to be nothing, I'm uh, dusted, if you will. Well, hopefully we'll avert all that, and we won't have any snow to deal with at all. It would be nice. Man, what a show today. There's so much planned. I hardly know where to start telling you. Well, we, we'll come up with things. Plenty of stuff. Plenty. It's the holidays. It's 536. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Pink Floyd. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy, and then uh, maybe a snowstorm tomorrow night. Mixed in with rain. That's going to be fun. High of uh, 40. It's 25 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And and yeah. if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. All right. You may begin now. Can I go now? Now. Now. All right. Now. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Adam Sandler will receive the 2023 Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. He'll be honored at the Kennedy Center on March 19th. Were there no other options? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, usually you compete for that award. Like, there may be other funnier people. I mean, I'm not saying he's not funny. I'm just saying, you know, it's like Adam well, Sandler's the guy you give it to when nobody else is around. He's the only thing we got right now. The award recognizes individuals who have had an impact on American society like Twain. Past recipients include Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, John Stewart, Dave Chappelle, Tina Fey, and Will Ferrell. Ferrell, whatever. Will Ferrell. Um, Ferrell, Ferrell. Was, was Carrot Top not available? Well, he's uh, he's busy with his Las Vegas residency right now. He's not able to go to the Kennedy Center. How are you gonna How are you gonna go to the Kennedy Center on a Sunday night when you got a uh, show at uh, Harris? What about uh, Jeff Dunham with the puppets? He's uh he's got a residency in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. How are you supposed to leave the uh, dive bar on a Sunday night to go to the Kennedy Center? Could he at least send the jalapeno on a stick? That thing makes me laugh. He could. Uh, the Kennedy Center president said, uh, quote, Adam has entertained obvi- audiences for over three decades with his films, music, and his tenure as a fan favorite cast member on SNL. He has created characters that have made us laugh, cry, and cry from laughing. I'm looking forward to a laughter-filled evening as we celebrate his career at a ceremony that is sure to bring the best in comedy together. Oh, boy. Oh, hey. Well, there you go. He's a, he's a pretty popular guy. Listen. If a slob like me getting together the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame, anybody could win any award on any given night. Yeah, that that's, that's true. Uh, Elon Musk. Because I feel like I bring nothing to the table. Well, you you brought that uh, that Parmer chicken Parmesan that they had at the table. That, but that was it. That lazy man's chicken Parmesan with the. Never followed it up. 
the dry chicken breast with some ragu over the top of it. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk did a bit of gambling this year, so did it pay off? Well, not yet. Thanks to Tesla's plummeting stock price and his purchase of Twitter, Musk is no longer the world's richest man. So was he no longer the richest man when he was introduced as the world's richest man at the Dave Chappelle show the other night? He was the richest man on that stage. Not long ago, he was worth $340 billion, but over the course of the year, he's lost $100 billion in Tesla stock and paid a ridiculous $44 million for Twitter. With all of his losses, he's down to a mere pitiful $168.5 billion. I would find a way to squeeze by with with that. Even I'd even take less. I'd be good with just $1 billion. Oh, a billion? That's it. I don't think that's asking for much. I'd be happy with the point five. That would be fine with me. You're going to quit your job over a point five? Yes, I would. Really? New, yeah. The new richest man in the world and my best friend, Bernard Arnault. A major shareholder in the French multinational corporation LVMH. He's worth $172.9 billion. I'm finding him very intriguing with every word you speak. I can't wait for uh, that show to come back on HBO. Which one? Oh, my God. Why can't I think of the name of it right now? It was one of my favorite shows. Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, well, that one, too. Um, let's see. Uh, Succession. Succession. That's the one. Is it? Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. The that's, that's, that's the one. That's the one. Well, I was talking about money, and you know, oh, kind of yes. reminded me of that. And, yes, uh, yes. I really want to see what happens in that show. You know, here's the thing: I forget the name of the show because it hasn't been on in like almost a year. I hate when they do that when they when they wait like a whole year to Not put it. I'm still waiting for Ted Lasso to come out. The, oh, last, the next season, yeah. yeah it's not going to come out for a whole year. Like it's not going to come out until like March. And then I'm going to have to review everything. I hate that. That That's the thing. It's like I have to go back and watch these things. Maybe I should just wait for an entire series to be over and then watch it. You know, like Breaking Bad. Which I can't believe you haven't watched. I still haven't watched it yet. Unbelievably watched, great. I know what the show is about. It's, and not I about know. it's not about that. It's what happens. Did you even get to the point where they introduced Gus? No, I never saw that one. Oh, I saw the uh, most amazing character on television. I saw like five episodes of the first season and then the last three. How'd you skip everything in between? Well, I was the kind of kid in school who went and bought Cliff's Notes for the book report. Well, that's fine because you're going to take a test or write a write a paper on it. That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, but you can't just skip half you know half the episodes of Breaking Bad and expect to understand what just happened. Sure, you can. What in my life has changed? Or, or, or not have been made better because I didn't watch that show. Steve, I don't like the uh, I don't like the way you're framing your argument. Uh, well, I'm going to frame my arguments however I I'm the I'm a framer, like the framers of the Constitution. Uh, I'm a framer yeah. of uh, this artwork that yes. we call a radio show. Please. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's built with uh, with materials from the bone deep throat, <laughs> and it's not going. It's either going to be returned. Or fall apart. Oh, you'll be back. Uh, Glenn Powell got some interesting advice from Tom Cruise on how to play a Jake Hangman Saracen in Top Gun Maverick. Tom told him, quote, lean into the douchebaggery of it all. Oh, so be like you, Tom, right? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. if there's someone who knows about that, it's him. Yeah. If anybody knows about douchebagging, it's, it's Tom you. Cruise. So why did uh, Ellen Pompeo leave Grey's Anatomy? I've been she, asking myself that question forever. She says, quote, listen, uh, it's just uh, I got to mix it up a little bit. I'm 53. My brain is like scrambled eggs. I got to do something new. 
It is kind of, like, even though the show was based around her, it's like, how long can you stretch out a story in something? Like, most of the characters are not the original characters on the no, show. but if you were to go to a hospital, like, you go back in time, go to a hospital, most of the people working there 20 years ago aren't there now. And yeah. You, and you got new people with different uh, ailments all the time. <laughs> well, I guess it was like ER when, you know, by the, by the end of the show... John Stamos was the was one of the doctors, wasn't he? Wasn't he like the head uh, doctor uh, on the show? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Kim Kardashian. Let's talk about her. She was seen flaunting her curves in a steamy beachside pic. Really? She yeah. had something to say. She said, oh my God, the last time I had anything this steamy was when Reggie took his blood and gorge mayonnaise cannon and made my mud flap sweat like Adele waiting for a golden corral to open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there, sister. And uh, <laughs> Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once put the stink pickle with the steam and semen. A little gentleman's relish in the tuna tunnel. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that my pink velvet sausage wallet was trembling <laughs> like Michael J. Fox licking a car battery. I could use a new sausage wallet. You ever see Michael J. Fox lick a car battery? <laughs> you call the battery boys? <laughs> and Kanye? How many divorcees? Oh, no, I'm sorry. How many Kim Kardashians does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, none, because the sockets go with the house and the $200,000 a month that she's getting. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. I'll be here all week and probably for the rest of eternity. And that's Hollywood T-Rash from Rock 102. Real trees are tech. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember yesterday when I explained the fruitful benefits of having opposing players get injured during must-win situations? Well, I stand by those statements. Yesterday, it was announced that Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray will miss the remainder of the season after blowing out his knee on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. And while, in hindsight, that's a shame. Let's not sleep on the injury sustained by Patriots wide receiver Devontae Parker on Monday night as well. Why? Because the injury that put Parker into the NFL's concussion protocol is now being questioned by the Players Union because, in their opinion, the officials on the field done messed up. Now, you may recall... Devontae had his bell rung during the first quarter following a 10-yard catch in which he was tackled by Cardinals defensive back Antonio Hamilton. Here's the problem. When Parker got up and immediately showed symptoms of a concussion, officials should have called the clock to be stopped, and yet they did not. Yesterday, the NFL Players Association called for an investigation as to why that didn't happen, when clearly that should have been among the first things that should have been done. Yesterday, Devontae Parker posted a stern rebuke towards the league on Instagram when he stated, quote, get on y'all's effing jobs, NFL. Now, clearly, this is a guy suffering from a traumatic brain injury. You can not only see it in the highlight video, you can also see the horrifying grammatical errors he used in his Instagram post. And trust you me, that's not something he would have gotten away with in Louisville. No, sir. No, folks, the NFL messed up and should have stopped the game to attend to an injured player. If the league is serious about curbing the long-term effects of concussions around the NFL, they need to start acting like it by treating all players and their injuries equally. 
You'll stop the game if a quarterback hurts his knee. How come you won't stop the game if a guy can barely stand up and men remember his name? To me, that's a big problem, and the league will have some explaining to do. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Annalise at the Island Pond Rockies in Springfields loves her power tools. Milwaukee, Craftsman, DeWalt. Rockies has the best power tool department in town. And in every Rockies, there you'll find good people and rock-solid service like Annalise in the power tool department at the Island Pond Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, one, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. Could see some uh, snow and rain mix in uh, starting tomorrow night into Friday morning. So that'll be a nice big mess. Uh, 25 right now in downtown Springfield. It's an interesting story uh, yesterday on Mass Live. Northampton Marijuana Shop closing the first shutdown for the state's entire cannabis industry. Oh first my. time anywhere in the state where a dispensary has gone out of business. All right, pack the whole thing up. Yep, it's, it's clearly a disaster. Yep, the, we're not. Nobody's making any money. It's time to. It's time to close all of them. The uh, source, a marijuana shop at Fifty Eight Pleasant Street, that opened only in March, will close on Friday. It's the first marijuana shop in Massachusetts to shut down since the first legal adult dispensaries opened up in 2018. Many in the industry see this as a harbinger of a shakedown in a maturing industry, especially in Northampton, which has 12 soon to be 11 operational stores, seven pot shops, uh, including the source are within blocks of each other. They got 16 employees, uh, who have, uh, who have been working there since, since March. And, uh, they are going out of business. Everything must go. Now here, here's the thing. Here's the question I have is, yeah, because you know, this is the first time that anybody in the state of Massachusetts has shut one of these things down. What happens to that license? Is it like a like a like a liquor store yeah, or I'm a not, bar? Is it transferable? Does it become part of the currency of a shutdown? I'm not sure how that works. I really want to know what the word harbinger. What is it? Har what? Harbinger. What does that mean? Well, let me look the. Uh, it, harbinger is kind of like a. It, it's like a. It pre-tells of 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 later things. Let me give the actual is definition. That a place in West Springfield where you can go buy tools. Oh, no, no, that's, that's Harbor Freight. But, oh, I, but oh. then that's in a different part of town. I thought you were talking about that big body of water out near the, uh, the city uh, on the coast there. No, Steve, that's Boston Harbor. Ah. Yeah. Ah. No, a harbinger is a person or thing that announces or signals the approach of another or a forerunner of something. That's according to the internet. Well, see, I'm uh, 44 years old, and that's the first time I ever heard the definition of that word. I've seen it many times. And you never bothered to look it up yourself? Eh, why bother? It's a lot of work, I well, understand. Well, because now I'm actually interested in what it really means. Yeah. You know why you're you're, you're so why? disinterested? Because you're so high on the dope that you don't even know what Th the words mean. That's what it is. I don't even know what we were talking about. Massachusetts cannabis retailers have done $3.8 billion in business since the first legal dispensaries opened up in November of 2018. Yeah. $3.8 if you remember, when Netta opened up in uh, Northampton, they were the first along with the uh, one in, was it Chelmsford or Chelsea? or I forgot which one it was. Yeah. I was too high to know the difference. And they sold. You know, They made their money. They sold out. They had perfect timing because I think they could see that some towns, Northampton especially, you know, was going to be handing out these licenses like, they, like there was nobody's business. Yeah. And the reality is, it's not because there's a rejection of cannabis, but this is what would happen in any 
phase of industry or business in which you have too much competition. The good ones survive, and there will be some that don't. It would be like if you had a bunch of your restaurants and you had like uh, six of them on the same block. Yeah. Some of them are going to do really well, and there's going to be one, maybe two, that don't survive simply yeah. because there's too many other options. All right, but restaurants are a different deal because it's not like you have – I mean, if you had five burger joints on the same block, then that might be an issue that's, where, that's where you're going to think. That's a better comparison. You know, five different restaurants, I mean, that's kind of what makes up a, a business area anyway. You got Indian food on this side, you got Italian food over on that side, you got burgers on here. You know, it, there's a mix of things. The problem with marijuana is there's only a finite number of growers. Everything sold in this state has to be grown in this state. Now, each one of those dispensaries doesn't have their own grower. A lot of them are selling products that are available at all of the dispensaries because, again, there's only a finite number of places you can get these things made, and they're here in the state. And, you know, unless you're like an INSA or a NETA that can make the stuff right then and there, right? you're, you're only offering copycat products from other places. So... Yeah, if you're if I can go get the same stuff at this store, that's close to a store that's closer to my house, then I'm definitely going to go to the one closer to my sure. house. Sure, but if you're in an area, say like in Northampton, where you've got like five to choose from in a, in a, a one block radius, yeah, then it really boils down to who is doing it best, who's providing the best service, who's giving the best you know experience walking in through the doors, right? You know, I mean that's really what it boils down. That's just basic business stuff that's you know that's economical stuff this isn't yeah this isn't foretell of the coal industry falling apart this is just what happens well, when the market dictates you know who survives and who doesn't the nice thing about having all these stores is now they're in competition with each other so now a lot of these dispensaries are offering like bet way better deals than the other one like you like when, when they first opened like you you know, to buy a joint was like $20. Now they're down to like, you can buy them for three, depending on which one you go to. Because now they're catching on going, hey, we're losing all this business because they're selling two for two for 10 joints and we're right. only, we're selling $10 for one. It's, it's, that's the kind of nice thing that it has done is it has kind of leveled out the prices and have brought them down a little bit. Year to date here in Massachusetts. <laughs> Sales have totaled $1.3 billion uh -huh. in Massachusetts alone. I look at that number and I look at the $3.8 billion since they started in 2018. And I look at the way this thing has exploded in growth and how very few of the problems that were projected before 2018 um, didn't really pan out. The more you see this and the more you realize, okay, this is acting very much like regular business, you know, you know, competition, you know, you know, the market driven, you know, you know, product and all that stuff, the price wars that you're talking about. Yeah. This to me, if I'm a, say, a federal uh, regulator and I'm looking at numbers like this just in Massachusetts, and you've got to believe that every state that's selling recreational marijuana is looking at pretty much the same type of growth. How you look at this stuff and say, nope, there is absolutely no way we can make this completely legal nationwide. There's no way we can federalize this. I don't know how you can justify it. The growth 
and the lack of issues that have resulted as a result of this uh, are undeniable. We're, I think we're beyond the point of making a good, solid argument as to why we can't federalize this because it really needs to be reclassified, legalized nationally, and have the government get out of the way and allow this to happen. The, di- the market will dictate those who survive and those those who don't, like every other aspect of business around the country. You have to regulate it, though. I mean, you have to have a federal guideline of regulation. Here's the, This is what, what, what wrong here in the state is. We legalized weed, and then we didn't have any shops open for another two years after that. So all right. that time, there was all these people, and there's still, still all these people growing it in their house because why not? It's, it's part of the law. You're not going to eliminate the black market uh, by doing that. If, and for, for it to be fed, federally regulated, you need to come up with a system where you're not outpricing yourself from the the rest of the uh, you know I don't know if I'm putting that no I, I understand properly. what you I understand what you're saying but you know I had a conversation not that long ago with uh, one of the owners of one of these uh, dispensaries mm-hmm. up in in Northampton and what they were saying is yeah they're all you know regulation is one thing you know like the state is is regulating this industry mm-hmm. the feds are just uh, an obstacle at this point because they're making it impossible for for these legitimate businesses to act like legitimate businesses and it seems to me when you've got an industry that is growing at this rate again 3.8 billion dollars just in massachusetts just in massachusetts <laughs> the thing i don't I mean, you got you you have to allow these businesses to have the same freedoms and regulations are fine but you have to allow them the the ability and freedom to operate like regular business the thing I don't understand about this whole like federal regulation, like you know, it hasn't been deregulated by the feds yet. So, a lot of these banks don't want to get involved. You know, you don't want the credit card companies don't want anything to do with it because of the ramifications that could come from yep. violating federal law. But they've been using the debit card system since the beginning, and the debit card system is still part of. The federal banking system, the debit yeah. card, the money itself is still federally insured. It's not like it's just Massachusetts state money. We print our own. No, it's part of the federal system. So I don't understand how it's even how they're even selling anything if those laws are still in place. Like how what is the loophole behind that one? I don't know. I mean, it just seems so hypocritical. But nevertheless, yeah, you know, when when something like this shuts down you say to yourself well what does that really mean it just means that the economy is operating the way it's supposed to uh, operate it's saturation i mean sure you know, to, to have what is there f- almost 14 of them i think what did it say up there? uh that said 12 12 now 11 and then they wanted to open one in florence and the people finally said you know what we've had enough we have enough of these because how many do you need well, I, I mean, I will say that's a that's you know per capita that's a ton of dispensaries. I mean, I would like to know how many liquor stores there are in Northampton. There might be more than what we think there are. There, but there might be because but, you but, get these little one-off stores that have you know like a brew com- a, a brew making company that happens to sell 
you know, German beer or something, you know, imported beer, might have a liquor license. You know what I mean? Right. Like it might be part of that that whole thing. But I don't know how many how many. I don't think there's that many liquor stores in Northampton. <laughs> but 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 even so, like you know, because of towns like Northampton that have allowed that to to have that saturation of thing. All the other towns around going, well, uh, you know, the South Hadley doesn't have one. I don't know if there is there is there one opening up in there. In South Hadley? Yeah. I think I they've I think they've said no to that. I don't recall. Or Hard to keep track. There's uh they're just about to open up in Amherst. Or maybe there are. Like that's the other thing. I can't even keep track of what's opening. I didn't even know there was eleven of them until maybe six months ago. Yeah. Up in Northampton. So you if you're saturating the market, you gotta spread it out. You know, put one in Huntington. Yeah, there's 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 uh, there's no reason to have that many in the course of just a few blocks. Unless you're offering something that nobody else is offering. And like you say, it's the same, you know, it's, it's the, the same, same source. It's the same product no matter where you go. And people are like to go, you know, they know which ones grow their own stuff right there, right then and there. So right. people will go to those. Oh, I like this place because it has this particular strain. But again, a finite number of product, you're only going to have so many stores being allowed to sell a finite number of products. It's 626 Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. OMG Inc. Is a- it's just about 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I, I told you the forecast, didn't I? It's going to be sunny today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, could see a mixed wintry mix starting tomorrow night into yeah. Friday morning with a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. No, let's hope it doesn't. You know, it was about a, a year ago, I, uh, a year ago last week, I had that video of me slipping off my porch as I'm walking to the car. How many there. how many views does that have now in uh, in the course of 12 months? Uh, it was something like uh, 100,000 or something like that. It was crazy. It wasn't 100,000. Was it really? I'm pretty sure it was. It I'll, was hilarious. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, that was, that was really funny stuff. No, ten thousand. I'm sorry. Ten thousand. Still ten thousand people uh, looked at. It. No, I thought that's. Listen, that's uh, that's a lot extra, of people. I was adding extra zeros. I was doing backs math. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and take that, but ah, I will. I will say about? when people saw it, they laughed and laughed and laughed because man, you you took a header on that on that thing. Uh, yeah, and you know what? The more I I think about it, the more I'm how lucky I am that I didn't break anything. I landed like. Uh, you know, I was sore for a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was only on that, uh, you know, the meaty part of the butt. Yeah, right. If I had, like, you know, moved a couple of inches either way, I might have uh, I might have been having to get scammed by a chiropractor for three times <laughs> a week for the next ten weeks. I'm not going to sit here and take that either. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we have news next to Rock 102. Watch the Sipic. 633. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, Christmas has come early, Bax. It has? You know why? Why? Ames is returning! Shut the front door! Yes! My favorite discount retail oh, store. Oh, man. A well-known department store that was headquartered in Connecticut is making its return in 2023. Christmas has come early for the whole region. This is so 
fantastic. Ames Department Stores announced on its website they are returning in the spring of 2023. The chain of discount stores was based in Rocky Hill and founded by three Connecticut brothers, Milton, Irving, and Herbert Gilman in 1958. Their name wasn't even Ames? No. Interesting. It is interesting. Where did they get the name from? Uh, the company filed for bankruptcy in 1990 and again in 2002. In August of 2002, the company announced it would close the remaining of its 327 stores. There used to be one right over here. That's where Home Goods is. I remember that. Yeah. You know, uh, many, many years ago, this goes back to uh, sometime between bankruptcies, they, uh, they were doing a bunch of, they had like a whole television studio in their corporate offices in, in, in Rocky Hill. Uh-huh. And they would do all these industrial training videos, like on site, and uh, and they I, and I I did a couple of these things, and they paid good cash for me to go down there, and uh, and you know, perform in these in these industrial training videos. That's pretty cool. So you know if they're looking to make a comeback and they need to train a whole new bunch of employees, I am available. That was that was good work. Uh, I think I think uh, this is going to be lucrative for all of us. I would hope so. Now, let me uh, reel me this. Yeah, they've been out of uh, business for how long? Since two thousand two. Two thousand two. So that's twenty, 20 years. Yeah. Twenty years. Has there been a large outcry for a big chain of retail outlets that take up lots of space? Um. Well, it doesn't say what their business model is going to be. It could be. I mean, for all we know right now, it could be just a strictly online thing. It doesn't say anything about them opening up any stores. Hmm. But, you know, who was who wouldn't want discounted items? I, I just I miss the days of Caldor and Bradley's and Ames. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that one. And Channel. Remember Channel? Did you have a channel on here? Don't know if I had a channel. You know, back you know, like eastern part of the state, we had uh, Apex and Ann and Hope, no, and Zares. Remember Zares? Uh, see, I don't remember that. Really? It, yeah. Well, it's all regional. It's regional yeah. stuff. Like yeah. Ames wasn't Ames was a New England thing. We had uh, we had Bonton, but that was like more of a department store, right? And there wasn't that many of those. But that was like an upstate New York thing. And Attleboro, we had it out here a little bit. In Attleboro, we had this place called Mars Bargain World. And it was like right at the end of our street, and it was like, it was like a locally owned department store that mm-hmm. sold nothing but crap. Ah, but we would go there all the time if I needed like a, a fresh bag of tube socks or some underpants or some shoes that were tied together in a bin. That's where you'd go. That's where you would go. You go to you go to Mars, and we loved it. Well, we loved it. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, Ames will make a you know. It's like somebody in their family was sitting around going, we need to come up with another multi-million dollar idea. You know what we need to do? We need to to find a new business model that will ensure that somewhere down the road we could file for our third bankruptcy. Yeah. How can we do that? (laughs) What, What could we do? Hey, 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 guys, why don't we just bring back the whole AIM store? Good idea, Irving. That was Irving's idea. And just it back. 13 days before Christmas. Uh, yeah, I know. This is, this is the greatest news ever. Uh, now we have to move on to grim stuff because that's just the way the all world right, works. Well, and then clear clear the room of all the joy and excitement. The uh, chief medical examiner's office has positively identified remains found in September in Lee 
as Megan Marone, a New York teacher that went missing in March. The office was able to identify Marone through dental records and forensic anthropological examination. A toxicology test found the presence of THC in organic products of decomposition. The cause and manner of her death are still unknown at this time due to the condition of the remains. Crews from Lee, Lee, Lee Police, Lee Fire, and Mass State Police uh, Barracks in Lee uh, and the K-9 unit and the Air Wing unit and all these people uh, got together and spent several months searching for Marone after she was reported missing on March 29th. A person discovered her remains on September 1st in a heavily wooded area near Fox Drive in Lee. Police are still investigating, but evidence collected so far does not suggest foul play. It sounds, unfortunately, like she was on a hike and she yeah. had a medical issue and she passed away. It sucks. I Terrible. Mean, that, that's a... That's a but you know, you know, to point out there was THC in her system, like that's. Listen, there's going to be THC in my system. If Again, there isn't, you could it's not my remains. You could have smoked a big fat one a month ago and it'd still be in your system. Yeah, it's not. It's not entirely relevant. Uh, consumer price growth cooled in November, indicating a slowing economy. It's a sign that the Federal Reserve's aggressive rate raising campaign to fight inflation is starting to pay off. 22 News is working for you on why the Federal Reserve is expected to raise rates again. November's data shows that inflation is slowing, but prices have not yet gone down. This is why Federal Reserve is expected to raise the rates for the seventh time this year. Oh, terrific. On a year-over-year basis, inflation hit 7.1% in November. That's a slowdown from the 7.7% in October. Hey, now's the time to buy a house. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a terrible time to buy a house. The borrowing rate right now is 5.2%. That's insane. You know, I, know, the fun- I know you it, told me about it, this it, before. It, but- it sounds insane because we've gotten used to something much less. But it is, it's not, <clears throat> it's not an unheard of rate. It's just unfortunate that it's happening again. <sighs> and going up. There's, a, uh, there's nothing I like better than overpaying on a loan. A uh, memorial walk will be held in Springfield this morning to remember the victims of the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary. Their last walk took place in 2020. The group will be meeting in front of City Hall at 7.15 this morning. They will then walk to Memorial Bridge starting at 7.30 to honor the lives lost on December 14th of 2012. I can't believe that. Ten years. Ten years. Already. Amazing. Um, it's just time i mean it was a shockingly enough event a shocking enough event but to to think that that was like 10 years ago is, is kind of crazy don't you think <sighs> yeah every every time you you reach one of those anniversary milestones of any tragic event and you just kind of put yourself back in that moment and you say how is how is it possible that 10 years have uh, have passed or 20 years since you know 22 years since September 11th or, you know, whatever the tragedy may be, just like, you know, it's, you realize, you know, you're, you're, you're getting older and, you know, we've all aged and, you know, how much do you remember? How much do you recall? How much does it still, you know, hurt to think about those moments? Right. Um, let's talk about something else. Could you please next year, Massachusetts will be the first state in the country with legal recreational marijuana to use a curriculum to educate new drivers on the hazards of cannabis-impaired driving. The state's Registry of Motor Vehicles will be adopting the AAA program's Shifting Gears, the blunt truth about marijuana and driving. The blunt truth. I like your play on words. That's 
That's uh, clever. Curriculum in partnership with the Cannabis Control Commission, the state newshouse service reported, the curriculum will update the driver education module to include, quote, research-based information on marijuana and THC, the active chemical in marijuana, affects cognition, vision, reaction time, and perception of time and distance. Uh, The Blunt Truth uh, curriculum will be taught to nearly 52,000 new drivers a year in the Commonwealth's 700 driving school locations and will be adopted in January of 2023. All right, so that was going to be my question. This yeah. is this is going to be taught to new drivers getting their license for the very first time. Yeah. But all the old drivers that have been driving on the road forever, they're not going to have any other uh, educational uh, aspects introduced to them. They just have to go on assumption. Yeah, pretty much. I'm good with that. Pretty much. Because um, if someone said to me, hey, if you want to uh, renew your license, you're going to have to take this test about driving and, and uh, cannabis. I'd say, get out of here. Was it? I'm not taking a class. There's, a, there's an old viral video that goes around. It was the uh, it was like the Canadian uh, government knowing if you're high or not while you're driving, and the cop just where he's like, and the, you know these two stoners are in the car. Yeah. And the cop comes up and he's like, hey, uh, you been using marijuana tonight? No, 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 man. He, he takes out a pack <laughs> of ding dongs and he starts. Are you sure about that? Uh... <laughs> I mean, that's kind of exactly how it yeah. Should go. But the reality is, if, if if a cop waved a bunch of ding-dongs in front of my face, yeah. I, I wouldn't need weed to be, like, fixated on the thing of ding-dongs. He could tell me anything at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, my true. God, look, ding-dongs. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent uh, for people using weed. It's really kind of... Uh, it's kind of opened new doors for me. Sure. If, yeah. If you you want to lock your mind. I was a late-in-life uh, beginner, you know, for, for that kind of thing. But I still don't believe... I don't believe anybody who says, I can drive better when I'm high. No, you can't. No, you can't. <clears throat> you cannot. I know you might be able to pass your field sobriety test, probably. Here's the here's the thing. When you're when you when you're on weed, if somebody gives you a task yeah. and you're solely focused on that task, you could probably do it way better than you could if you were sober. But it's not a it it's all the other things going on around you. Whenever I hear somebody say I drive better when I'm drunk, yeah. or I drive better when I'm high. That's the scariest person to be around. You know what that tells me? <laughs> that I'm about to get into a car with a terrible driver. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter what uh, you know, what state he may be in. He's a terrible driver. Well, it happens. If, if you believe this actually improves the way you drive, you're a menace on the road. Uh, like yeah, uh, Saturday night, for example, I was uh, a bunch of people were drinking. And uh, I offered to be the the, the designated driver. Sure. And, um, you know, people were asking me, oh, aren't you going to take a hit off your little uh, vape pen or anything like that? And I said, no, because I have a responsibility to get other people back safely to where they asked me to bring them to. Right. You know, we prearrange this. So the deal is that I don't do anything until at least I get back to my hotel. That's when I took the hit off the vape pen once well, I got makes, back to the that's hotel. That's you being uh, smart. Well, because you have to be. There's no, especially, that's the other thing. You know, you might be able to do that individually, driving high, if, mm-hmm. you, if you're going to be one of those people that says that. But when you got other people, like if you're driving people and you got other people who have been drinking, might be talking a little bit louder than normal people would be, that's the last thing you want is to be distracted by something else while you're high. That's the truth. So, but hey, you know, maybe they'll put the Twinkies in the uh, the RMV test. I'll tell you what, that would certainly get me back to go into the registry. 
you put, that's what that's the driving test to see if you're high or not. They just put the Twinkies right on the on the console. Yeah, and uh, and a stack of them because yeah. you you're not going to eat just one. Do you go for the Twinkies right away, or you take your eye examination first? I take the eye examination first and then rip into those uh, those Twinkies. You know, one time uh, I uh, I had uh, taken an edible, right? Yes. And I said I'm gonna I'm gonna make some pasta because I'm getting kind of hungry now. Sure. Right? And I make a, I get the pot of water, I get the pasta out, ready to put into the water, and then I'm waiting. And uh, you know how they say a watched pot never boils? Yes. Well, it's like 30 minutes go by, and this water is not boiling. And then I realize, oh, I never turned the burner on. <laughs> that is the moment that Steve realized yeah. he had taken too many edibles. Now, had I been drunk... I would have burnt the entire house down. Yeah, yeah, right. Because you forgot about it and you passed out on the couch. That was it. Meanwhile, you stand there in front of a yeah. cold pot of water, stirring it with a spoon, say, come on, boil, yeah. boil. I know. I'm yelling at it like, it like it's got a personality. What's wrong with you, water pot? <laughs> How come you're not getting steamy on top of your head there? I'm only getting more and more hungry. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 36. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40 and could see a wintry mix starting tomorrow evening into Friday morning. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Hey, Post and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 36 tomorrow. Cloudy with some uh, wintry mix starting after 5 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, into Friday morning in a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. You know what make a perfect holiday gift for the person you love? What's that? Tickets to Bourbon Barbecue and Blues. It's uh, happening Saturday, February 4th at, Del- at the Delaney House in Holyoke from 6 to 9. And eating a great food, smooth drinks, hot music. Your admission includes a bourbon tasting, a multi-course meal, and live music from Neo and the Vipers. You want to uh, get tickets or find out more information, just go to rock102.com. Again, great holiday gift for someone who loves to uh, drink bourbon, eat barbecue, or listen to blues. It's uh, Bourbon Barbecue and Blues, February 4th at the Delaney House, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Lotus Bath and Closet, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Mm, I could go for some bourbon, barbecue, and blues. Actually, I'll take the barbecue and the blues. and uh, I'll, I'll sample your bourbon. I'll bring, uh, I'll bring my vape pen. <laughs> See, perfect. Yeah, you just got to get a ride. That's that's, all. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, no problem at all. Um, we have. Uh, I want to talk about this thing in uh, in New Zealand that just happened yesterday. The, New Zealand just approved to ban all tobacco for future generations, and and it's a pretty interesting way on how they do it. And we'll we'll get into that coming up after seven o'clock. It's six fifty six now on Rock one hundred two. New England Patriots football. Event now. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Power Tool Headquarters. Milwaukee. DeWalt. Craftsman. Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm a sports fan like anybody else. I'll pay my money. I'll buy some tickets. I'll shell out some cash for delicious hot dogs and souvenirs. But what I will not do is deliberately agitate those around me. I'm a fan that is guided by a level of respectful courtesy and consideration. You're not going to find me getting plowed and causing a ruckus. I'll leave that sort of behavior to the amateurs. Amateurs like the ones who were in attendance last Friday night in Tempe, Arizona, as the Coyotes were busy beating the Bruins by a score of 3-4. to four. 
Yesterday, several news sources were reporting an incident that occurred Friday night at Arizona State's Mullet Arena, in which a couple of drunken Coyote fans got themselves into a bit of a scrum. Now, we've all seen arena fistfights from time to time. It's part of what makes the fan experience so interesting. But in this case, the disagreement between the two main participants became so heated that it prompted one of the gentlemen to accidentally place a finger inside the mouth of the other fella, to which the man whose mouth had been violated by this finger decided to bite the finger off. The two men, including the guy who now only has nine remaining fingers, were escorted out of the building by university police. Five people have been slapped with various lesser charges, but the guy with the mouth was charged with aggravated assault. Meanwhile, the rest of us are too busy wondering how the Bruins were losing to a team on a 19-game losing streak. Meanwhile, I'm all for rooting for your your favorite team, but no team is worth surrounding uh, important or surrendering important body parts or appendages for. It's bad enough watching the Bruins lose with my body completely intact, never mind giving up a finger, a toe, a nose, or what have you. I'm a fan, but I'm not that big of a fan. I don't care how good the seats might be or who spilled beer on whom. I'm not going to bite anybody, and nor will I be putting my fingers in anyone's mouth. I love the Bruins, but a man has to draw the line. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Traeger, the wood fire pellet grill that roasts and smokes and even bakes cookies. Seven Traegers are now on sale at Rocky's. Seven. The little Traeger, the big Traeger, everything in between. Rocky's delivers and sets it up for you under the tree if you want. You can get yourself a Traeger right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Eight. And Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 36. Uh, tomorrow, cloudy, and then, uh, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley, you could see snow probably in the hill towns and then rain throughout the rest of the valley and a high of 40. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'll tell you exactly where I'll be in the Pioneer Valley if that happens indoors. Uh, is that uh, is that uh, what you've uh, decided? That's to, my plan. To do? I'll wait to the thaw. The thaw? Mm, the thaw. I, I, I don't know the, the thaw. I want to wait till it all melts, so I don't have to go out there and shovel or use uh, any kind of machinery to remove it's, the snow. I noticed it yesterday. It was already melting. It was already mostly melting. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, day. it was. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that much. I mean, we didn't get that much around here anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's we, not gonna. We look. got a, we got about five and a half inches where I live. Probably more up on the hill. Well, it's not know. a competition, Steve. Yeah, it is. Uh, New Zealand will phase in a near-total tobacco ban from next starting next year. Okay. Legislation passed by Parliament on Tuesday afternoon means that anyone born after 2008 will never be able to buy cigarettes or tobacco products. Really? It will mean the number of people who are able to buy tobacco will shrink each year by 2050. For example, 40-year-olds will be too young to buy cigarettes. Uh, Health Minister Ayesha Verrill, who introduced the bill, said it was a step towards a smoke-free future. Thousands of people who uh, will live longer, healthier lives, and the health system will be $5 billion and uh, better off from not needing to treat the illnesses caused by smoking. Uh, New Zealand's smoking rate is already at historic lows, with just 8% of adults smoking daily, according to the government statistics released in November, down from 9% last year. It has hoped that the smoke-free environment bill will reduce that number to less than 5% by 2025 with the eventual aim of eliminating the practice altogether. 
The bill is also designed to limit the number of retailers able to sell smoked tobacco products to 600 nationwide, down from 6,000 currently, and wow. reduce nicotine levels in products to make them less addictive. Now, do they have like a big uh, tobacco industry in New Zealand, like uh, like tobacco farms or you know, cigarette manufacturers or anything uh, like that? It sounds like most of them are, are imported to, to New Zealand. You All know. right, so that makes this easy to do. That's a whole lot easier than if you were going to tell, like, the state of Connecticut, hey, all you tobacco farmers, we're pulling the plug on this thing. Yeah. And uh, you're on the outs. There's nothing you can do. Well, that's that's different. It is different. And first of all, this would never fly here in the United States. Oh, you no. Would you never, ever, ever. Like, you know, anybody who's, uh, you know, sitting there, uh, you know, smoking your Marlboro Red right now. Uh, going, hey, t- from my cold, dead hands, they will take this cigarette from. Well, the tobacco you don't, you don't the to tobacco lobbies are too powerful to let something like this happen. But I'm sure if the government could figure out a way to get this done, they'd love to. Well, the problem is we don't really have, like, uh, a national... You know, like, like, there's national efforts to get people to stop smoking, but when it comes down to it, it's basically the states. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, Massachusetts goes... Hey, you know what? Will reduce smoking if we take away all the flavors, you know, and they they take away all the flavors. Yeah. You know what that did? It brought everybody to Connecticut to buy their Conne- flavored cigarettes. Connecticut or New Hampshire to go get your uh, your tax free cigarettes up in New Hampshire, and your uh, you know they're available in Connecticut. Yeah. You know, um, it's almost a, I mean, it's kind of weird though. You mean that uh, that smoking will be now be relegated? The enjoyment of smoking will be relegated to only senior citizens. Yeah, uh, who are the sickest among us anyway? I, I I'm waiting for that day where where the 90 year old has to ask the 93 year old, "Hey man, can you go get me a pack of Paul Malls in there?" How old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm not risking my license for you. <laughs> I have a long, fruitful life to live. Like, get out of my way, kiddo. Yeah. Eat hickory. Uh, yeah, and they're also, uh, it says it means nicotine will be reduced to non-addictive levels and communities will be free uh, from the proliferation and clustering of retailers who target and sell tobacco products in certain areas. They added that the legislation could close the life expectancy between more Maori, how do you say that? Maori. Maori and non-Maori Maori citizens. The overall smoking rate for Maori citizens is at 19% down from last year's figure of 22%. The new legislation does not ban vape products, which have become far more popular among younger generations than cigarettes. Yeah. So you're eliminating one <laughs> one product that uh, is dangerous by just l- allowing another product that is dangerous as well. Well, I mean, I, I don't I don't smoke, so I don't I don't even know uh, you know, very much about this because I don't I really pay almost no attention to it whatsoever. To yeah. me, uh, the best way to get me to quit would be to raise the prices even more. I mean, what's a what's a pack of cigarettes now? The last time I bought a pack of cigarettes was like eleven dollar, eleven or twelve dollars for 12? like the premium, you know, brand cigarettes. And I think even the cheaper ones are, you know, you might be able to get them for less than ten bucks, but still, they're about ten bucks. Now, remember back in the old days, yeah. um, Yul Brenner. Remember uh, actor Yul yeah. Brenner. Yul Brenner used to smoke five packs of cigarettes a day, which means that's a lot of smoking. So 12 times five is 60 bucks a day. Multiply that by 365 days a year. 
That's a habit of twenty one thousand nine hundred hours a year. Well, when I was a, when you I, can't even enjoy smoking anymore. When I was a teenager, we would go to this gas station that was located conveniently right across from the high school that I lived uh, that I went to up in upstate New York. Right, two dollars at Pat's Automotive Center for for a pack of Marlboros. Man, how was and, Pat getting away with that? Well, I'm pretty sure. Sh- like, I can't imagine the guy didn't know he was selling to underage kids. There's no way in hell that, that this old guy didn't know he was breaking the law. Yeah, but back then when there's probably no security cameras yeah, or anything there else. there wasn't any of that stuff. So, you know, where'd you get these cigarettes? Oh, I went to get them from Pat's Automotive. Oh, I don't know. I didn't give them any of these kids. Yeah, you know, and the no cops good. go, did you, give, uh, did you sell cigarettes to minors? I don't know. You'd have to prove it. Yeah, that's a good point about the security cameras. I really didn't even think about that. Like, there was really no way to prove other than maybe a sting operation by the police department, which they really didn't do back then either. Not for cigarettes. No, for alcohol they sure. did, but not for, for, for cigarettes. But, but yeah, we were, uh, we were cleaning up. Twelve, $11, $12 a pack. I mean, that, that would be the thing that would, that would end that for me. It's just, it's just the yeah. price. I, I would have a hard time... You're getting past that. That's why, I, like, I don't go out and buy coffee every day. Yeah, because you know, I mean, sometimes coffee can be, you know, a little bit much unless you have, uh, uh, you know, rewards points or I was a gift say, card. Bax, did you join the Dunkin' Rewards program where you can get uh, you can get rewards? Well, uh, yes, because that's a program that offers uh, a way for. Uh, and, how do you say no to that? And right now, through December twenty fourth, a Dunkin' Rewards member can get a free donut with uh, any beverage purchase. Well, that's which, a, is, and, uh, it, which is exactly my point. Yeah. Unless you'd have to, you'd have to be a member in order to. Uh, to but but my point is, it's like at some point you just gotta. I, I would look at the cost and say, "That's it, man. I'm done. I couldn't do this anymore." That's why the kid asked me for donuts this morning. The kid asked you for donuts? When I, when I, because I ordered a coffee at Dunkin'. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the way here, and uh, he said, uh, "You want any donuts?" And I go, "After, because I, I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered it on the app, and then I go pick it up at the shop." Sure. And as I'm going through the drive thru "Do you want any donuts?" I'm like, "No, I don't want any donuts. I never ordered a donut here, like at this particular store. I never yeah. had a, a donut at this. I usually just get the coffee, and uh, now I know why." Why? I just put that together because oh. you get a free donut with the, if you're a Dunkin' Rewards member. Oh, well, there you go. That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, see, they're asking you. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I... I, I just had an epiphany. If it's free, I would I would say, yeah, sure, no problem. I just had an epiphany as I was, uh, you yeah, know, uh, haphazardly using Dunkin'. As you're really a, catching uh, on. Yeah, no, I really am. Of course, it took me a little bit of a delay to understand what you were getting at. But but to go back to what we were just talking about, yes, uh, you you wouldn't... To buy something every day like that would be a very costly costly yeah. thing now if you were a smoker in new zealand and let's say uh you were smoking up a, a pretty good storm pack and a half two packs a day and then you saw this this plan i, I mean I, but you're hooked it's a real monkey in your back you can't just turn away from all that delicious nicotine and tar you're you're uh you're you're reliant on tar what do you do what do you do i mean okay Yes, there's a lot of people, a lot of anti-smokers out there, you know, in the world don't like the smoking. But if you're really hooked, can you really last that long? Can you really, uh, can you really do this and live there anymore? Or do you have to find a way to expatriate yourself from New Zealand uh, just for the smoking? Yeah. I'd get the hell out of New Zealand. Why, I don't even know. I'm trying to do a New Zealand. New Zealand's like Australian, right? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. 
all right, I'm going to be moving up this island to go get me some cigarettes on the mainland. I don't know. The man. mainland is like 1,200 miles away, though. Uh, but oh, do you remember the uh, the Tex Ritter uh, smoke that cigarette song? I do. Well, well, hang on a second before you get to that. Before you get to that. Uh, okay. Uh, now. It's true. You're addicted. You're a slave to the nicotine. That's true. Now, I'm a fellow with a heart of gold with the ways of a gentleman. I've been told the kind of a fellow that wouldn't even harm a flea. But if me and a certain character met, the guy that invented the cigarette, I'd murder that son of a gun in the first degree. Of course, it ain't because I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they hinder your health. I've smoked them all my life, and I ain't dead yet. But nicotine slaves are all the same at a petting party or a poker game. Everything's got to stop while they smokes a cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death. Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait. You've got to have another cigarette. Hey, how about that? Yeah. The musical stylings of Tex Ritter. The uh, the father of uh, the late actor John Ritter. How old would he be if he were alive today? Never would have made it. He uh, he died of a heart attack brought on by smoking. Was it really? One can only assume. John Ritter didn't smoke, did he? No, but I'm pretty sure Tex Ritter did. Oh, Tex Ritter. Did. Yeah, no, uh, John Ritter died of a aortic dissection. This was from that uh, that movie. Thank you for smoking. Did you ever see that movie? I don't know if I ever have. Oh, it's a great, great movie. It's it's probably about 15 years old or so now, but it was uh, it was it was about the tobacco. It was about a tobacco lobbyist who uh, tries. Oh, to... Oh yes, I did see yeah, that. that. Yeah, that was yeah. a great. That was the opening theme song to the to the movie. It was a. <laughs> That was that was actually a really good film. I, yeah. I, I might actually watch that again today. I'll be damned. You know, I'm trying to catch up on new shows. I'm still going back to the old stuff. Yeah, well, maybe one day you'll get to Breaking Bad and actually enjoy it. Perhaps. Uh, it's 720 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Football season is under. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728 and Ozzy. With Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Uh, sunny today with a high of, uh, what did I say it was? I just lost the damn weather. Uh, sunny with a high of 36 tomorrow. Uh, wintry mix starting after 5 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, all the way into Friday morning with a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. We got news coming up next on Rock 102. Happy other holidays at Wine City. 731. With Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news and it is brought to you by... Gary Rome Hyundai rent the all electronic, all electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Ludlow police were at Baird Middle School Tuesday after a parent told police that their child had told them about an incident that was happening at the school involving a weapon. According to Ludlow Police Chief Daniel Velatis, officers were immediately sent to the school to investigate the claim. Police were able to determine that the claim was false and there was no credible threat against the school. Superintendent Frank Tiano issued a statement uh, regarding the incident saying situations like these can cause a great deal of stress for students, parents, and the entire community. And we are grateful to Ludlow Police for their quick response in determining that there was no threat or weapon to the school. There was about a dozen of them within the last week, not uh, across the country. Yeah. Those were, this was obviously misinformation given to a parent and a parent calls the police. That's obviously bound to happen right. at some point. Um, but the other ones were like spoof calls. 
to 911 saying, hey, yeah. there's a guy with there's a guy with a gun in the hallway. And of course, they they, you know, send SWAT teams out to these schools. Remember, to no uh, avail. Like there's nothing there. We've we've brought this up a number of times. A few years ago, remember the uh, the kids at Palmer High School mm-hmm. were calling in like uh, you know bomb and gun threats like every week for like months at a time, until finally someone said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, this ain't funny anymore. Hilarious the first time, not so funny every other time that we have to get the police and the fire department and everybody else involved in clearing out the building." So you can have a couple of yuck yucks in between in between periods. Yeah, it's not not cool, dudes. Not cool. Well, yeah, and they're saying these numbers, and who knows where they're coming from, but the numbers seem to be coming from international sources. Which, you know, uh, somebody had pointed out online that eh, that's kind of weird, and I'm like, that's not really that weird when you can use spoofing. Spoofing, you could probably be right, you know, in the house right next door to you. The guy could be using the the telephone and uh, spoofing his number to make it look like it's coming from somewhere else. Yeah, I realize that the, like a spoofer or a scam artist really has no soul or conscience. I I totally understand that. But you know, when something like this happens, and it's a false alarm, there's a certain period between when the call is called in and when parents are alerted to the fact that this is a false alarm where you're basically putting everybody in this heightened state of anxiety and fear. You know, is my kid okay? Are they safe? What do I do? Do I need to go to school? Am I allowed to go near the school? You know, the kind of cruelty this is on that, that this, you know, portrays on parents who not only have to, you know, go through this period of not knowing what's going on, but then you have kids who are being, you know, pulled out of the school on a drill or or you know, doing the, the all the preparation that they've been doing. Uh, on this stuff, you know, you're causing a ridiculous amount of anxiety for for mm-hmm. for students and their families. It's like you know, I I get it. You're a dirtbag. That's uh, you do dirtbag things without even thinking about the ramifications. Mm. But if it were your kid in that school, and yeah. you were in that situation, yeah. how would that make you feel? It Probably not that good. No, not good at all. Uh, you mentioned Palmer. I, I, it just reminded me of this story the other day. Former Superintendent Pat Gardner. Remember her? I do. She's joined the Collaborative for Educational Services in Northampton following her recent departure from the Palmer School District. The CES is a nonprofit that provides programming to school districts in Hampshire County in areas such, a, er, such as early childhood, special education, after-school programs, and education of vulnerable youth. Uh, Gardner became superintendent of Palmer Schools in 2016 until her resignation, which took effect on October 31st. She now holds the title of associate director of the program coordination at CES, where she started on November 1st. Right. And uh, Todd Gazda, uh, the executive director of the nonprofit, says, we're happy to have Pat uh, join us here at the CES. Uh, She has extensive knowledge and experience working in a variety of educational settings. Yeah, have, have you not? Uh, have you folks over there not read all the paperwork yeah. that's been passed around about this woman? Yeah, we were uh, we were really impressed by her reign of terror. So uh, as it was, you know, remember they did the label it. Yeah, as they the labeled reign the reign of, of terror. terror. Uh, we could use a reign of terror around here. This is a new reign of terror. You know what our organi- organization is solely lacking? A good old fashioned reign of terror. We need someone who can handle that. And, uh, and start getting cracking on it right away. Yeah. You Gar- seem like the right person. Gardner said in an interview with Mass Live that she's worked in education for over 30 years and helped Palmer schools improve during her tenure. 
When the opportunity arose at the at CES, I was excited to join a vibrant team of educators working with extremely marginalized and vulnerable youth. It has been my desire and duty to create better opportunities for students. I'm fortunate to continue with this collaborative. And I told everyone on the first day, if anybody crosses my path, I'm getting a protective order against you, and you're not going to be able to come to work again. You know, we were given a bunch of information, the two of us, about uh, the kind of things that were going on here. And, uh, you know, I mean, we uh, we felt a little bit uh, insecure about reporting on some of this stuff because yeah. we felt like, you know, if yes, some, but we felt like, okay, are we are we dipping our toes into something you know almost uh, you know, too scandalous? It's all very uh, very confusing, and I've talked to some people who are in the know, and uh, it's like mixed reactions. Like you really don't know who to believe in this whole thing, and uh, but you know I'm tending to believe the people. Again, this wasn't one person that made a complaint. Right. If you had one person making a complaint, okay, fine. Maybe this person is overreacting. Maybe maybe a protective order was deserved at some point uh, for one person. But this is a matter, you're talking 15 people at least that have written in sharing their personal experiences with this person and mm-hmm. having it dubbed the reign of terror for her tenure as the superintendent of the school. Um, but we are not reporters, so to speak. We kind of need the information to be investigated and printed yeah, I, I, for I, I, us. I don't, I don't know if and, we were the right source to break well, this no, story. Well, no, but, but I do pass along those those items that people send me to uh, news sources. People, and but and <clears throat> I can't do anything about that. I can't, you know. Yeah, they either force choose to do a story. They either choose to cover it or they don't. But. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you have to wonder, well, how did she get this new position? Did she know somebody? Because uh, no one, to my knowledge, is looking to hire people involved in a reign of terror. Especially in Hampshire County. Usually, Especially in Hampshire County. They don't like those kinds of folks up there. I, I can see it in Hamden County a little bit, yeah. you know, closer to like the Springfield area. You know, maybe Worcester, Boston, sure, not a problem any day of the week. But in Hampshire County, I'm not sure they would tolerate the reign of terror of any kind. It's, uh, hallelujah, it's reign and terror. I'm not even sure they could handle a, a, a trail of tears. No, they Never can't. mind a reign of terror. They were never able to hold down that tra- trail of tears. That's just weird. Just, just the way they operate there. Just over a year after fire destroyed the Maple Plaza in Longmeadow, town officials have approved a design to rebuild the shopping center. A year ago, Armada's market burned to the ground along with five other businesses in the Maple Plaza. Now, with plans set to rebuild a new plaza in the area, Armada's owner Alexis uh, Validis, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. No, I think it's pronounced Alexis. Validis, okay, whatever. Uh, told Western Mass News that the town is taking a step in the right direction. Last week was a big step in the rebuilding process, probably the first and most important step. All credit goes to the Pun Realty and Town of Longmeadow for helping uh, to push that along. You know, what I don't understand about this, and and again, I don't understand insurance all that well uh, because it's complicated. But if you're buying a policy okay whether it's your home or your car you know, whatever it is and you're you you have this policy and you've been you know paying on time for for years and years hoping that nothing ever terrible happens and all of a sudden in this situation you get a fire and you have to make an insurance claim it's the only way you're going to be able to restore 
your business and that building and get back on track. Unless, of course, you you know buy out the owner of uh, the hand, the village Hamden Mart, and at which point you start you know building uh, things uh, from uh, from scratch. However, in a situation like this, it's taken a year before someone has said, "Okay, we're now ready to rebuild." I yeah. It's not Armada's fault. It's not even Longmeadow's fault. It's the insurance companies that have dragged their heels on it. And if if I'm the Armadas or the owners of the uh, of the uh, the bottle shop, mm-hmm. those are the only two businesses that have committed to coming back into that plaza. I'm going out of my freaking mind here because I'm thinking, what am I? What have I been spending the money on this policy for? To wait a year before I get a settlement? Before I can get back on track, before I can restore my business, yeah. that's ridiculous to me. Well, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's not just the insurance companies. It's like hazmat cleanup. You got to make sure the whole area is clean, and you got to send inspectors out. You got to do all that stuff. Everything has to be cleaned up. There's, there's probably so much more to it than we don't even know. But I know, uh, yes, the insurance companies are the major player in this whole thing of releasing funds in order to get those things done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you have to, you know, the insurance company, if they're going to pay you anything, they just want to pay you the uh, the minimal. You know, they don't want to they don't want to have to pay you more, right, uh, for the value of your business. That's why you got to keep fighting them. That takes a long time too, because you have to go through an appeals process. It's all. I like the idea of the name of Pun Realty, though. That is kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what uh, I think is the biggest tragedy of this whole thing? What? I mean, yes, you're waiting a long time. you got to rebuild. you got to restore everything. I have not heard uh, of what's going on with the Iron Chef, I which was, was you fan- know a fantastic that, restaurant. That was, uh, that was something I was going to ask you if you had heard about that. I, I'm on their website now. And uh, we will let you know when we can reopen in the future. This is from last November of uh, 21, November 23rd, 2021. Uh, well, I, don't, you know, I hope they come back because, man, that place was fantastic. Maybe in a bigger spot. That was their only, that was my only knock on that place is the food was great, but it was, it was a really tiny place. Really tiny. Yeah. Like it was like a... Like a broom closet with incredible food. Well, sometimes those places are the best. Oh, I know. You know? I just, yeah. And, you know, it, 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 it's a small place, but at a high turnover rate. Because you, oh, could, yeah. you could eat quickly. They, You know, they had enough employees there making all that food. And, uh, you know, you can get your sushi out in less than 10 minutes for mo- for the most part. And then, uh, then you flip those tables over. Yeah, and plus, was... you probably had a lot of to-go business, too. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. Good place. Hope it comes back. Maybe it is back, and I don't even know. But if it uh, if they haven't reopened, I hope they uh, I hope they get a space. So uh, going back to pun realty, because I really want to touch on pun realty. Yes. Uh, is it just a bunch of people just telling pun dad jokes all day long? Probably. You know what our sophisticated realtors known for? What? I have no idea. Constantly telling you all about proper tea. <laughs> <laughs> What room in your house uh, are zombies afraid of? I don't know. The living room. Why did the house make an appointment with the doctor? I don't know. It had a window pane. Anyway, 
anyway, what else is going on in the news? Well, that's the end of the newscast, actually. Back that's to it? Your pioneer. Well, it's uh, 744. We have to get to now hear this. If we don't get to now hear this, then somebody in our corporate office will have our conniption. <laughs> we don't want somebody up there having a brain bleed. These uh, benchmarks. If we don't get to the benchmark, Bax... What good is any of this? I, listen, you're uh, you're barking up the wrong tree. Sunny with a high of 37 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with uh, some rain and snow moving in throughout the Pioneer Valley tomorrow afternoon into Friday morning and a high of 40. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, Jeff Serrett from Serrett Ford Lincoln and Agawam, and the Ford year-end sales event is here. Serrett has over 100 new Super Duties in stock right now with more arriving every day. If you're a business owner or contractor, the time to take advantage of the IRS Section 179 tax savings. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 750 in the Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, sunny and 36 today, tomorrow cloudy with some uh, a wintry mix starting tomorrow evening. Uh, into Friday morning in a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is giving you 12 chances to win great prizes throughout the month of December with the 12 days of Prizemas. Yesterday's winner, Hope Newell of West Springfield, won herself a $200 gift certificate to Fenari Jewelers at the Holyoke Mall, Memorial Drive in Chicopee, and the Enfield Square Mall for the holidays and for every day. Go to rock102.com and sign up today and each weekday through Tuesday, uh, December 20th, that's next Tuesday, we'll give away a $200 value gift from one of 12 area businesses and some great places too, like Pioneer Valley Arms, On Point Connections, The Gold Trader, Smithland Pet and Garden, Face to Nails, Mo Shield, and more. It's the 12 Days of Prizemas from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Hey, Bex, what do you say we get this Doug and Pony show on the road? Finally. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All right, clip number one. Rare footage of a live-action Sega game featuring Michael Jackson that was believed to have been lost has been rediscovered at a flea market in the United Kingdom. No kidding. The 1993 game called Scramble Training is a mix between an arcade shooter and an interactive ride created for Sega World theme parks. Here's a video of Michael in the spaceship. Uh, this is the beginning of the 12-and-a-half-minute YouTube video upload. This is A-Shuttle calling AS-1 report status. It's him. This is AS-1. All crew on board. Roger. Welcome, everyone, to Scramble Training. I am Commander Jackson. By completing this training successfully, you will be qualified for the space pilot's license. Please hold firmly to the handles in front of you. AS-1, commence loading sequence. Loading sequence start. All right, while you're on the ride, I'll be at the daycare center. But first, let's all have some Jesus juice and lie down in this mm, bed. Yeah, come on over here. Yeah, I'm all uh, I'm all set with that. Uh, who wants to go to my ranch and have a sleepover with Michael? <laughs> Anybody want to sleep with Michael in his bed? <laughs> Please? Anybody? Everybody gets a joystick. Oh, come on. Anyhow. <clears throat> who wants some uh, fentanyl? <laughs> propofol. <laughs> <Or> propofol. <laughs> the propofol naps. Yeah. Who wants propofil? I'm pissing off Barry Krieger. That's right. I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> Clip number two. Uh, have you ever wondered, uh, here's an airline pilot ruling exactly where the poo goes after someone flushes on a flight. When you're on an airplane and you got to go, where does it go? Did you know whenever you flush the toilet on the aircraft, it actually doesn't dump out into the population down below. It goes through plumbing to the rear of the aircraft in the sealed compartments where the ground crew at the destination will remove all that waste. And on a 747 on a long haul flight, Toilets can be flushed over a thousand times, creating over 320 gallons of waste. 
It's a lot. Damn. You know, that's a very fascinating uh, clip, but I would uh, it would make for a much better story if it were just dropped out of the sky. Yeah, um I'm I'm under the impression that they they can do that. That uh, they have done that. Well, I mean, uh, you, you got to figure out that uh, there's got to be a lot of weight. Well, that that's what he was just saying. Yeah. 300 and something gallons, uh, what, a thousand flushes? You couldn't even get 2,000 flushes out of that blue thing. <laughs> um, but that, you know, if yeah, you're you're carrying all that weight. Now, I'm sure there's a there's a button that pushes and uh, gets rid of that stuff to make the plane lighter in case of an emergency. Yeah, but not push you know, pushes harder but not you know, not to strain. No, 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 you can't strain the Yeah, that's, that's the not healthy. It just uh, it just opens up. Right. Well, you know, sometimes you have to uh, you have to travel light. I hate to be the folks down below. That's for damn sure. You know, I swear that uh, that happened to my car one time. It was this giant piece of something that looked like dung that fell on my back windshield. Right. And there was no, I was actually, this was years ago. I was sitting down in the parking lot of the, uh, the, the, the Duncan over on Maple, Maple Shade. Okay. And, and I hear this whap against the window. And I look, and it's this, and there's no birds anywhere. There's nothing, but there's this giant brownish thing that fell from the sky. Well, what bird is dropping that? That's what I'm saying. You have to have, like, like ostriches don't really fly. I bet you there was a plane that dropped it from 30,000 feet up above. Well, you are in a flight pattern. Yeah. You're in a flight path, you know. You got to believe that uh, 747 is going to, Bradley, it's going to drop its load before it can uh, no, start hey, circling hey, the. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're, what? This is a family program here. I'm just saying that's what they got to do. Circling. Can't believe you brought that up. Sorry. Uh, a New Mexico. Here's another clip. A New Mexico business is looking for the thieves that stole almost three thousand dollars worth of beef jerky from them. Here's the owner of Dee Dee's finest beef jerky, Denise Vigil, talking about her shop getting robbed. It just broke my heart. We're a small business. We're a family business. You know, we're here to help the community, not trying to get rich off the community. What the hell are you gonna do with uh, three thousand dollars worth of beef jerky? It would have to be some awfully good beef jerky to want to steal three thousand dollars worth of it. I, I, but again, how much is three thousand dollars for the beef jerky? I mean, is this gourmet beef jerky where they're charging? You know, uh, if you're charging twenty five bucks a packet, yeah, well, that's still probably three thousand dollars is a lot, but it's not as much as it would be in your head. No, I mean, well, you know, beef jerky's not you know real jerky is not uh, cheap, but three thousand dollars worth, it's got to be some damn good jerky. What's really? that place up in Westfield that makes that jerky? That's good stuff. Uh, I think it's. Is it Billy C's? Oh, my God. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's it, it's made in Westfield. I think Big Y sells it yeah, a bunch yeah, of other places. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Super thin. Super thin and uh, melt-in-your-mouth deliciousness. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, last clip here. A Phoenix police officer is under investigation after it was discovered that he was traveling to Las Vegas and participating in pornographic films. Christian Goggins, who went under the name Rico Blaze, was caught <laughs> posting the content on social what media. Did you call, wouldn't he change his name to like Rico Goblins or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have made more sense. Uh, was caught posting the adult content on social media while on paid leave. See, that's, that's the thing that's that got you in yep. trouble. Yep. Here's the clip from an interview he gave on an adult film insider YouTube channel uh, talking 
I can't believe there's an adult film insider YouTube channel, but there you go. Talking about how much he loves doing porn. I enjoy it. It's like an art form. Yes. I feel like this is how you can express yourself and do it in the way you want it. It's not like everybody else, and everybody's afraid to do it. And like I said, the team, having a team behind my back makes it better. It's supporting me. Yes. It, it, it makes it fun. It's like a job that you like. You want to come to work. Mm. It's an art form. Yeah. He's the Picasso of the penis. He's doing penis Picasso. <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a, it looked like a painter's radio yeah, by the time he was done. Should have changed his name to Vincent Van Gonad. Yeah, you're doing, uh, you're doing all this cop stuff, huh? <laughs> Imagine if anybody in the Springfield police did that. Hey, let me give you the big duh. <laughs> That's two. I give you two black eyes. <laughs> and I make you look like a pizza that I ran in to go get yeah. while you stole my car. <laughs> it's uh, it's 758. And that's. Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues.com. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember yesterday when I explained the fruitful benefits of having opposing players get injured during must-win situations? Well, I stand by those statements. Yesterday, however, it was announced that Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray will miss the remainder of the season after blowing out his knee on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. And while in hindsight, that's a shame, let's not sleep on the injury sustained by Patriots wide receiver Devontae Parker on Monday as well. Why? Because that injury that put Parker into the NFL's concussion protocol is now being questioned by the Players Union because in their opinion, the officials on the field done messed up. Now you may recall that Devontae had his bell rung during the first quarter of the game following a 10-yard catch in which he was tackled by Cardinals defensive back Antonio Hamilton. Here's the problem. When Parker got up and immediately showed symptoms of a concussion, officials should have called for the clock to be stopped, and yet they didn't. Yesterday, the NFL Players Association called for an investigation as to why that didn't happen when clearly that should have been among the first things that should have been done. Yesterday, Devontae Parker posted a stern rebuke towards the uh, league on Instagram where he stated, and I quote, Get on y'all's effing jobs, NFL. Now, clearly, this is a guy suffering from a traumatic brain injury. You can not only see it on the highlight video, you can also see the horrifying grammatical errors he used in his Instagram post. And trust you me, that's not something he would have been able to get away with at Louisville. No, folks, the NFL messed up and should have stopped the game to attend to an injured player. If the league is serious about curbing long-term effects of concussion injuries around the NFL, they need to start acting like it by treating all players and their injuries equally. You'll stop the game if a quarterback hurts his knee. How come you won't stop the game if a guy can barely stand up or remember his name? To me, that's a big problem, and the league will have some splaining to do. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Annalise of the Island Pond Rockies in Springfield loves her power tools. Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman. Rockies got the best power pool to... Power tool department in town. At every Rockies, you'll find good people, rock solid service, like Annalise, the power tool expert at the Island Pond Rockies. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 
Twelve Rock. It's eight twelve and Skinner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, cloudy uh, with a wintry mix starting after, you know, 5 p.m. or so into Friday morning with a high of 40. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. We are calling an audible here. This is something that was unplanned. We didn't think about it until like last possible second, but we said, what the heck, why not do it? Let's just do it. And now, live from the Kim Kardashian Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Line Wednesday! I honestly don't remember the last time we did an Open Line Wednesday. Well, it was the last time we did this on a Wednesday. Could have sworn, sworn we did it on a Tuesday. Remember we did it twice in one day because we didn't have anything? Those were easy times. Mm-hmm. 293-1021. That's the number to call to participate in Open Line Wednesday. Keep your filthy language to yourself and keep your hate speech off this show. There you go. Not put up with that kind of situation. All right, let's go to the phones here. Yeah, they're already blowing up here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, yes, I have a clean joke for you. This is Rob uh, from Belchtown. All, All right, right, Rob, Rob go ahead. Town. What's your clean joke? What has a 12-inch penis that hangs up? I don't know. What has a 12-inch penis that hangs up? Yeah, <laughs> see, I knew that was coming. Yeah, I that, can see that a mile that's away. That's not as effective because we don't have the telephones anymore. Yeah, you got to slam hear, the phone you know, down. You could hear the thing clicking at you. You know, you know that that. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that's 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 not even. All right, 293-1021. There was another call that uh, got uh, distracted, uh, ran out of patience. I'm sure they'll be calling now. Look oh, at I'm them. sure they're uh, they're lighting up the oh, phones yeah. right now. Oh, there you uh, go. There it's, uh, it's on its way. Okay. It's uh, loading. It's loading. There we go. Um, I know it's a Wednesday. Hey, by but- the way, breaking news uh, here. American freed from Russian-controlled territory by Ukrainian intelligence. American uh, Sude Merzuki has just been freed from Russian-controlled territory by a team from Ukraine's military intelligence and is now being driven to Kyiv. Kiev. 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 Oh, very good. How about that? Not bad. All right, here we go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hello? Yes, hi. hi. It's uh, Bax and Nagel. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Not too bad. I just want to say you guys rock. Oh, thank you. What's your name? John. John, what do you do, John? Uh, I am a foreman. A foreman? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, well. good Good luck uh, foremanding today. Yep, you too, man. All right. There you go. You'll be looking to get the five-man. He ain't going to get none of it. <laughs> you should have seen him when he was only a three-man. I know. Yeah, this, uh, this guy from uh, was an American who was uh, in prison in Russia has been freed by the Ukrainians. Who did we uh, trade to get him? Uh, we didn't trade anybody. This is actually Ukraine did this for us. We didn't have to send uh, the Merchant of Death 2? Well, this Merchant is... Merchant of Death Jr.? Merchant of Death 2 Electric Boogaloo? Yeah, right. Yeah. There we All go. right, here another, we go. Another call, another call here. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, my name's Devin. Hey, Devin. We're back to Nagel. How, how are you? Good, good. Hey, I got a question for Steve. Yeah. Hey, do you actually own a sleep number bed? I or do. Or do they just make you sleep? No, no, no. Really? No, I, I actually do own a sleep number bed, and it's uh, a. What? Every time I hear that, every time I hear that ad, I'm always like, I wonder if he actually does really own one. Well, I do, and uh, you know they're kind of expensive, but can you really afford another restless night's sleep? It's a good point. He makes a good point. <laughs> yeah, 
hey, I can't afford it. I can no, tell you that. No, you I, can't. You can't. You can't not afford it. That's the that's the whole premise. Uh, listen, listen, when I uh, when I took on that uh, that whole campaign, uh, I you know I made it clear. I said I want to try this thing before I start uh, you know talking about it, and, uh, and they yeah. did. And then I, I've kept it, and uh, it's it's amazing. It's actually a great bet. Man. Man, that's awesome. Maybe I should ask my boss for a raise so I can afford one. There you go. Well, now you don't talking. even need to do that. They have a, a weekend special going on right now. Save up to $1,000 yeah. on the latest Sleep Number I-8. Oh, All right. Well, good I l- don't know. Well, good luck with that. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, boys. It's Vince the Plumber. How are you uh, guys? Good, uh, Vince. What's going on? No, nothing much, nothing much. Uh, just chilling at the office right now. Wanted to do a call about the black pepper cheese. Been eating it like it was going out of style, you yep, know. Yep, Where'd you find it? <laughs> huh? Where'd you find it? Oh, Big Y over at uh, Fine and, uh, or Table and Vine over in uh, West Springfield. Oh, yeah, oh. they got that whole cheese sauce yeah. over there. And they had the black yeah, pepper yeah. cheese. The black pepper cheese, yes. Don't forget the black pepper cheese. You know, you've got to ask for it, too, you know. All right. Stop there on the way home. <laughs> All right, boys. Have a good day. You All too. Right, enjoy the cheese. Bye. All right. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey. What's this up? Is Jim from Windsor. Hey, Jim. What's up? Uh, nothing. I, I got a question in regards to uh, back he was doing the news this morning about New Zealand and the uh, cigarette smoking. Yeah. And that was tobacco. And the follow-up question is, are, are the New Zealanders still able to smoke pot? I, I don't know, I if don't know. If, if, uh, what the marijuana laws are in New Zealand. Probably not. I, was just, I just find it funny how governments are like, well, you can't smoke tobacco, but, you know, hey, toke up. Well, I mean, there's uh, been many studies done on how the carcinogens in cigarettes and tobacco and all the addictive uh, things that are in cigarettes uh, could cause uh, adverse health effects. Yeah, I mean, if, if they had, like, tobacco gummies, would you take them? Uh, I'm not one to partake either way, but I'm just saying, it's like, if you're, uh, you know, driving down the highway, would you rather be driving with a bunch of people around you smoking uh, cigarettes or smoking pot? Well, I'd probably get to my destination safer if they were smoking tobacco. Yeah. All right. Well, very well. Thank you very much, dude. Appreciate the call. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yes. Hello. This is Albert. Hi, Albert. What can we do for you? Yeah, I got a joke. Okay, Albert. My sex sex life's like my laundry. Small loads, and I do it by hand. Ah, there you go. Now we're talking. There you go. That's a good one. There you go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Henry from Springfield. What's up, Henry? I just had a joke. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Elton John's uh, good on piano, but he sucks on an organ. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. All right. It's overplayed, buddy. Oh, that's so overplayed. True. So true. All right. Uh, let's see where we're going here. There's a, There were people calling. There's another one. There's another one coming there through. There we go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, what's up? Hey, nothing. What's going on? I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Yeah, where have you? While. Where have you been? Are you no longer available on Open Line Friday? 
So I'll tell you how my schedule changed from work, so I'm out here working many hours. Not that you guys care. Hey, I got to tell you, that was uh, an exhilarating conversation you guys had with that guy from Windsor. Please elaborate more on the horrors of smoking. Uh, I would love to hear about that this morning. Well, we, we try to uh, touch all educational yeah. programs uh, throughout yeah. the area. We, and, uh, we also tried to rush them through since you know there were other callers calling at the time. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of smoking and cancer and stuff, you ever hear from that O'Brien guy? Is he dead yet? Uh, no, he's still very much alive. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, that's wonderful to hear. <laughs> I really miss that guy. He oh. was sunshine in the morning. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. he certainly was. All right, well, thank you very hey, much for the call. What? Hey, you guys want to reminisce real quick? Sure. Hey, remember when he used to say, Raphael... Beavers, man, that made me laugh every time. Beavers, <laughs> and then he tried to say it was phonetically correct, C E E V E R S, and you said that's Devers. Well, thanks for yeah, the uh, walk uh, through yesteryear. Thank you so much. Good memories, yeah. good times. Thank you God, very much. God bless you. Hey, remember that time? All right, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I remember the time we hung up on you. That's what I remember. You got one more here? I think we got one more. Uh, yes, call. we do. Rock 102. Good morning, who's this? Hello, this is Damien from Enfield. Hey, what's Damien, what's up? Hey, did you guys hear Indonesia passed a new law which bans uh, significant others that aren't married to live together, including foreigners, finable up to one year in prison? Really? That sounds like a marriage. Isn't that something? How about that? Yeah, that makes you think. Wow. Well, All right. Well, they're riveting opening yeah, line. Yeah, no kidding. Well, thank you very much for the call. Let's, can, let's, can let's try, try to take one more here. One more some, to see some, if we can salvage this. Rock 102, good morning. Is this? Good morning, guys. How are you? Can I, say, I got a question for Dave. Is Dave, my wife told me that Dave's on today or something. <laughs> no, Dave is not on today. No. Oh, it's, I got a question on my something the pet the pet guy the dog guy oh the pet oh, guy oh, oh, oh that, that, that Dave's, Dave's not here yeah, either we haven't talked to him in a while either <laughs> oh really and then she tells me to call up I'm at work <laughs> yeah. we're we're Dave free right oh, now I, I got an issue I got an issue every time you guys mention that Rocky Hardware my dog starts barking really his name is Bart oh, Rocky. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Dog Rocky. There well, you, you should go. bring him down I, to one of the stores. Time, you know, Rocky's hardware. Woof, woof, always barking. Every time you guys mention, I just want to see what I could do. I, I, I really don't know what the answer is to you, that. You uh, should that bring him down to one of the stores and purchase all your uh, your pet needs yeah, from they, Rocky's Ace Hardware. They got all that stuff there, too. All right, hey, listen, thanks for the okay. call. We appreciate Thank it. You. All right, Thank well, you. All right, see, I, I, now I, they're ringing. Yeah, now I feel like I'm uh, taking one more here. Rock mm -hmm. 102, good morning, is this? Hey, what's going on? This is Chris. How are you? What's Good up, Chris? Chris? What's up? Not much. I think, can we make fun of that Sam Bankman Freed guy a little bit? Oh, the uh, the FTX guy? Sure. Yeah, can we make fun of him? He is such a dope. Well, he's uh, he's a, uh, yeah, you know, the only people that go to jail uh, for, uh, for, you know, that, that are only rich people that go to jail are the people that steal from other rich people. And he's going to go to jail. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. That's a good, that's a good point. You think he's going to end up going to jail, or you think he's going to disappear, like you know some of these other people tend he'll, to do he'll, nowadays? He'll either go to jail, or he'll he'll give up everybody, uh, you know, everybody else. Now he's that was a player he's, in the game. He's going to jail. Even if he even if he uh, flips on everybody, he's going to spend at least a little bit of time in the in the hole. 
Uh, if you guys say so, I think he's going to disappear just like everyone else that crosses the government nowadays. We'll see what's up. All right. All right we appreciate the call. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Well, there you go. You yeah. know, it's been... You know, it's like uh, you get a flat on the highway <laughs> and you keep driving on it because uh, you pulled over and you put that can of fix-a-flat in, but that ain't going to get you all the way to the destination. No. no. We're going to have to limp this puppy into port like a Liberian tanker. We'll be uh, licking our wounds for the next uh, hour and a half. Day 24 on Rock 102. Two. By the way, uh, before people start freaking out even more, it's Whip City Jerky. That's or, what uh, it is. That's good stuff. Billy C's makes the honey, I think. And I think he also makes beef jerky. Too. Are they really? Yeah. Because I'll tell you but what. It's Whip City Jerky is the one we were talking about. You ever had them Jack Links? Yeah. Like, it's like chewing no, on a shoe. I, I can't stand that stuff. That's gross. I've, uh, you know, I haven't taken many a road trip up and down the East Coast. Yeah. That's like the one thing that's like always available everywhere, but I would never buy it. I bought it once, and it was disgusting. It tasted like uh, it tasted like a shoe, a shoe, or uh, maybe uh, a dried out um, yeah. uh, piece of fabric, or yeah. I used to go something. to I used to go to this like uh, this sausage shop uh, you know, back in the Midwest, and and they they give you like jerky and stuff, like sausages and like jerky, and you had the jerky, and it was like. It was like uh, addictive. Like you, you could eat a whole one pound bag without even blinking an eye, not even realize you ate that much jerky. Yeah, one of those things. Uh, the Jack Sticks. Oh God, they're just so awful. But then you know, I've had the the Whip City stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's good, solid jerky. Uh, you know, it was delicious. Was that venison jerky that uh, the Hawkman sent me? That was some good stuff. That was good. Yeah, yeah. it was absolutely uh, pretty delicious. It used to be called Billy C's. Not sure why the name changed. I believe it's uh, still the same guy making it or his partner left or something. So it, it's the mm. same uh, thing, but it's Whip City Jerky right now. All right. Well, good to know. Well, there you go. There you have it. We have news coming up next to Rock 102. Just in time for winter, your Ford dealers are getting fresh shipments of F-150 and Super Duty trucks. No power, no problem. 102, it's time for news. It is brought to you by absolutely nobody. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. A man accused of murdering a Southwick teen back in 2019 has been found not guilty by reason of insanity. A judge found uh, Vadim Mizurik not guilty after listening to the testimony and evaluations of multiple doctors. Mizurik was accused of the murder of the then Southwick Regional High Schooler Nazar Tak back in September of 2019. Police said that he used a razor blade to cut his throat after an argument over a racial slur at Stanley Park in Westfield. They also said that he went back to the body and cut off a piece of flesh. Prior to the uh, murder arrest, Mazurik was uh, charged with assaulting a, can- a police canine and resisting arrest, among other things. Uh, Western Mass News was in the courtroom for his uh, trial on Tuesday as uh, Mazurik faced a judge for trial, except this trial looked a little different as there was no jury. ADA Max Bennett said that the trial was for two reasons. The evidence was produced to show that he did, in fact, cause the death of Nazar Tak and that he was guilty of the crime. He did that by showing a judge of Missouri's interrogation by police where he confessed to the murder, saying he blacked out. However, the second purpose was for the defense to provide Missouri was not criminally responsible since he was psychotic and suffering from a mental illness at the time of the murder. On Tuesday, multiple doctors testified to the mental condition of Missouri at the time of the crime. Hallucinations, delusions, paranoia, mood symptoms, said Dr. Bryant. I think that it all fit in that context of being a product of mental illness. He was hyper-religious, hyper-sexual. All kinds of things. He was a uh, uh, labile 
meaning uh, one minute he was weeping, and the next minute he was telling me I was beautiful. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's very rare when they can actually prove reason of insanity. Yeah, and they've tried you know doing that in all kinds of uh, you know different cases, and they haven't been able to prove it. Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer would be one, for example. They wasn't able to prove that he was insane, even though they they attempted to prove that he was, and it didn't fly. So, in situations where a guy is proven to be beyond the point of uh, <coughs> capa- you know, you know, you know, reasonable thought, it's interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting when that uh, when they are able to prove it. Missouri will now head to Bridgewater State Hospital for a 40-day evaluation. Uh, they were, as Western Mass News was told, the prosecution will argue for a six-month extension followed by a one-year extension after that. Yeah, it is It is usually pretty hard to, to yeah. prove those things. I don't think they're going to need a full 40 days to prove it. Not with this guy. No, probably, probably not. Uh, on Tuesday, the Office of Chief Medical Examiner in Boston positively identified the remains found on September 1st in Lee as Megan Marone, a New York woman reported missing back in March of this year. According to the Berkshire District Attorney's Office, the Chief Medical Examiner was unable to determine Marone's cause of death due to the condition in which her remains were found. Officials said that Marone was identified by her dental records as well as through a forensic anthropological examination which confirmed that the remains share the same sex, ancestry, and stature as Marone. The exam did not show any signs of pre-mortem trauma, and evidence collected thus far by investigators has not indicated any foul play. Officials said that toxicology reports revealed that there was THC uh, present along with organic products of decomposition. Marone was reported missing on March 29th after her unattended vehicle was located at Longcoat Park. Lee Police Fire and Mass State Police, uh, along with other agencies worked to locate Marone to no avail. Authorities said that a civilian located the remains in a heavily wooded area in Lee on September 1st. Uh, all of those organizations uh, looked into... I, I, I'm, I'm reading, like, they, they name all of the different departments. A search team. Can they just say an investigative team? Why do you have to name, like, we know that the state police are involved. We know that the Berkshire police are involved. We know that the assistant attorney. You got space to fill. Is that what it is? Yeah. If you put in, like, one paragraph and say, like, uh, a bunch of agencies were involved, it's like, well, I mean, there's got to be more here. And then when you give too much, you're not happy with it. Um, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Pick a side, dude. Pick a side. You know, where's your outrage? Brevity. I need brevity. Yeah, but when they give you brevity, you're like, well, that's all there is? Well, because brevity, you can give detail without going, being lengthy about it. And you can, and this, in this case, it's no detail with a bunch of words. (laughs) This guy, this guy was here and this guy was here and this guy was here. They were all there. Yeah, but if you know some one of the guys that's on one of those teams, you call them up and say, hey, were you on there? Well, wasn't it in the paper? No, it wasn't. They were trying to be uh, to employ brevity. Mm. Uh, UMass uh, Amherst men's basketball team is coming to downtown Springfield this weekend. Uh, Western Mass News stopped by practice on Tuesday to preview the big game. I hope our fans are excited about this as I, uh, as I am about our players, said head coach Frank Martin. Uh, they're starting to show up. We had a strong showing in New York, a really good showing against Lowell. I hope our fans in Western Mass show up here in Springfield. Ten games into the uh, Frank Martin area, Frank Martin era, the UMass men's basketball team is starting to find their groove and is capturing attention of fans in Western Mass and beyond. 
That's good. They're going to be uh, competing at the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield against the University of North Texas in the 2022 Basketball Hall of Fame Classic. Hmm. Well, where's everyone going to park? I was going to say, there's no... There's no garage there. Yeah, I know. They have to find places to go. You're going to have to go to MGM. <laughs> oh, oh, everybody hey, goes there to park everybody now. Everybody goes. No, this is pretty exciting about the basketball team, though. Yeah, you know they've uh, they've won a lot of good games. And who who is the uh, the next one you said? It's a uh, South Texas. Is, uh, is that what you said? Uh, North Texas. North Texas. Yeah. So hard to get the to get them straight. Yeah, I mean they've. I mean they lost to. Let's see. Okay, yeah, North Texas. They 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 beat Hofstra. They lost to Lowell, but then they're making one, two, three, four, five, six six yeah. games in a row. Doing yeah. all right. That's okay. You know what? Uh, another interesting college story the other day. Uh, Syracuse University, the soccer team. Did you see that? No. They won the national championship for the first time ever. Really? Since 1920, since the uh, the, the the team began. That was pretty impressive. That's crazy. And you know what? They're like showing the championship and the people in the stands. All five of them? That's what I'm saying. It's like, how is soccer such a big thing around the world and not big here? You know, I don't understand it because every kid plays soccer. You would think that uh, if every kid's playing soccer, not every kid's playing football or baseball, uh, that, uh, that soccer would be bigger. But yet, the pro, I think the, the pro yeah, leagues here in the states are not that big a deal. I think that's you know they don't have the the money or the marketing that they need to make it a big deal. I also think it's it's not that much fun to watch on TV for me. I need commercials. I need uh, I need Terry Bradshaw. I need more Aaron Anderson. Aaron Andrews. That's what I need. Yeah, you need people talking about that. Uh, you so. do. Um, I just, it's so weird, like, with all these watch parties, like, you know, the Rumble seat had this huge watch party over yeah. there, people going over, flocking to watch the World Cup. It's like, but where are the pe- where are those people, like, the rest of the year? Like, I like you don't hear about those events going <laughs> on, like, you know, this is a quarterfinal, or this is a, you know, this is something that's going to push well, us yeah, the, into... The, 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 like, the people in Europe are absolutely nuts yeah. about, about this. I was uh, and just <laughs> the, the the person I'm talking to is going to make a, a, a bunch of difference to you, but I was looking to book an interview right for the podcast, okay? And it's a guy who uh, is British, but he lives like all over the world, okay? And uh, I was trying to book an interview, and hopefully for this week, and it's it's not going to happen this week. May, maybe next week. The reason why it's not happening this week is because Morocco. Uh, won in the World Cup, they, and they uh, they're going to take on France today. And he was so jacked up about Morocco winning and beating Portugal that he said, "I'm not going to be available for the next couple of days. Not until this World Cup business is over." Mm-hmm. Everything in this guy's life has uh, been interrupted by World Cup soccer. You know how much of my life has been interrupted by World Cup soccer? How much? Just that interview I was trying to book, yeah, I know, <laughs> book right? this week. <laughs> the go. only thing that's been either negatively or positively affected by the World Cup. It was just pointed out to me. It's like the metric system. Everybody else in the world embraces it except us. Yeah, right. You that's know. exactly right. Because there's no way you're going to teach a bunch of dumb Americans how to what a, what a liter is to a gallon. Yeah, and, and they tried. They ooh, they tried hard. They really they they tried to take 
the metric system to the rim, and we just swatted it away. It's like when like I we're not we're not changing our standards. Yeah, you get idiots like me. When I went to Canada years ago, and gas was like really high then, it was like four dollars a gallon. Yeah, and you go to Canada, and they're like, "Wow, gas is only a dollar forty nine a con- liter." Damn conversion rate. <laughs> how many liters are in a in a gallon? Probably four or more or something. Or you know, I don't know what the conversion <laughs> is, but you know, it comes out to a, a little bit more expensive than what we were paying for it. I don't know. I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting that the Syracuse University soccer team won the championship and nobody heard about it for two days after it happened. (laughs) It's like a tree falling in the woods. Did it actually happen? If no one was there to see it happen, did it actually happen? Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, The news site UPI.com put together a list of the weirdest world records broken in 2022. Okay. These are in no particular order, but I'll just read them up. All right. The most soda cans suctioned to a person's head. Person's head. A bald man in Wisconsin did ten at once. He claims he has a weird skin condition where it pours a suck in oxygen. Really? Yeah. That's strange. Uh-huh. And he put ten cans on his head. Ten in his hand. A uh, oh, hand or head? On his head. Like, head. So he okay. suction cupped them to his head. I see. So he looked like a like an alien or something. Wow! What a what a great world record that is. Uh, most eggs balanced on the back of your hand. A guy in Iraq did 18 eggs. And nobody can eat 18 eggs. <laughs> it was 50 eggs, wasn't it? It was 50 yeah. eggs. Uh, <laughs> fastest time to find an, an alphabetize all 26 letters in a can of alphabet soup. How long did it take? Uh, two minutes and nine seconds. Seems like a long a period g- of time. Guy in Oregon did that. The fastest time to eat 10 Carolina Reaper hot peppers. I don't, the whole idea of the whole hot pepper thing just it, it doesn't make sense to me. You're torturing yourself. <laughs> You're poisoning yourself by doing this. I know. You know, I get you. You know, there's people who, uh, you know, want to be the, you know, the, uh, what are they, the small thingy syndrome where you got to go in and go, oh, I can eat the hottest wings in the place. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, that's a, that is a total scam. How many people lost their ability to taste food after COVID? Yeah. But you, you can't taste food. You can eat a million Carolina Reaper peppers and not and not even feel it. Yeah. They're the hottest in the world. A guy from California did it in 33 seconds. And how many did he eat? He ate uh, 10 of them. 10 of them in 38 seconds. But it's like- what? How, did he, how did he feel exactly six and a half hours later? See, there's no details about what happened afterwards, but I'm sure that uh, that man now has like a- a whistling colon. <laughs> He's got weak <laughs> colon acoustics now. <laughs> yeah. He goes to the bathroom and you hear. Yeah, you ever, ever see those old uh, those old videos of yeah. guys with like a, like a flamethrower? Yeah, you know, you're yeah. Trying, to, you're trying to get rid of brush. Yeah, that's yeah. what this guy must have looked like yeah. six hours later. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I can remove the weeds around my house now. <laughs> uh, fastest tightrope walk in four inch high heels. A teenager in Vermont crushed the uh, old record of forty nine feet. She walked back and forth on a tightrope and never fell. She decided to stop at just under six hundred and forty feet. Oh hell no. Largest gathering of people with the same first and last name. 178 people named Hirozaku Tanaka got together in Japan back in October. The previous record was 164 Martha Stewart's in 2005. How the hell are you going to find 100 people with the, with that name? Well, I mean, there's... Uh, like Bill Johnson, you know, Bob Billy- Smith, I could find. You know, not a problem. 
Well, maybe you know, maybe in Japan, that's like the that's like a John Smith. Maybe you know what I mean? Like a common name. We we wouldn't see that as a common name. Farthest distance to blow a pee with one breath. Is this a? We still let's go. A guy in Idaho who's turned uh, re- breaking records into a career did it. Just under eighty-five feet. His name is David Rush. He was the it was the two hundred and fiftieth world record he's broken. Dude's uh, got a lot of free time in his hands. Longest journey by pumpkin boat. What the hell is this? Who oh decides that this is? Who was the first one to do it? A guy paddled a hollowed-out pumpkin thirty-seven and a half miles down the Missouri River. His daughter was maybe too proud of him at the finish line. She broke down in tears. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is my father. Uh, <laughs> Will somebody else please take me home? Yeah. Fastest time to assemble a Mr. Potato Head. You have to add feet, arms, and a face. And a man in Malaysia did it in 5.43 seconds. What took him so long? You would be able to do it faster than that? I it's not that. a complicated thing. Y- you say that. You say that. But what... what uh, you know, how is it doled out? Are all the parts in the bucket dumped out on the table and you have to find all those things? That might be difficult. It's not hard to find. You only got like six things to choose from. Eyes, hat, ears, hands. Oh, what about the commercial? It's Mr. Potato Head and his bucket of parts. Lots of fun for everyone. You never remember that one? <laughs> I don't remember It had that. a bucket of parts that come with it. It had glasses. It had a mustache. It had... Uh, uh, weird ears, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, and the last one, longest beard chain. Last month, a bunch of men in Wyoming tied their beards together <laughs> and hit 150 feet. The old record was 62 feet, 6 inches. Wow, that's uh, probably the same guys. Just grew it out a little bit more. These aren't the weirdest. These are the stupidest. Those are, those are stupid. You know, why yes. would you? What could we do? Could we break a record here? Do you really want to break a record? Do you, do you really want to go down that road? Because I got to tell you, it's not easy, and it's not, and, and some of these things look make you look stupid. You know, uh, longest radio host to survive a torture chamber six and a half months. <laughs> we did it, <laughs> and we came out like those first Chilean coal miners. <laughs> oh, oxygen! I can see oh, food. We, we have it again. Oh, a nice soft bed to sleep in. You're up. Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be sunny with a high of 37 tomorrow. Cloudy. And then a wintry mix starting tomorrow afternoon into Friday morning. Uh, could cause some bit of a mess. And a high of 40. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. New England Patriots. Fields Classic Rock. It's 855 and Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, what did I say? It was going to be sunny today with a high of 37 tomorrow. I'm going to see uh, some rain showers and some snow showers mixed in. If you're in the higher elevations, you're going to get snow. If you're in the lower elevations, you get rain. It's going to be a big mess and a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I was online this morning and uh, you're looking for Christmas gifts. Yeah. Because I, uh, I, I don't know. I just... There's something about Christmas gift giving that just fills me with anxiety. I don't. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't want to get something that's going to be garbage. But then I, I saw this uh, article about like the best gifts for men. Mm-hmm. This is like an Esquire magazine, and there's like a list of 51 items. I don't want any of that stuff. It's like all stuff I would never have any real use for. Jackets, uh, smart controlled coffee mugs, uh. 
a portable instant photo printer, uh, a whiskey tasting set. I, I, what am I going to do with any of that stuff? It's just extra stuff that's going to be in my house and never used. A whiskey tasting set? Yeah. It's like a, I would call that a glass. You know, To me, if I were really interested in whiskey tasting, mm-hmm. I'd use a glass. If I were really into it, I wouldn't use the glass at all. I'd drink right from the bottle. That's a good idea. Hey, speaking of uh, whiskey, uh, we got a guy coming in here tomorrow. Oh, we do? Yeah. No Berkshire, kidding. Berkshire uh, D- Mountain Distilleries. Ah. They're going to come in here and uh, talk to a guy who doesn't drink and uh, <laughs> talk to a guy who other one doesn't drink for health reasons. Yeah, so there that's, you go. that's okay. Yeah, but that's okay. all right. We can still, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still be polite. Find we'll find out all about whiskey, but we can get the whiskey tasting set. See, there you go. Well, you take they- the bottle of whiskey and you give it to somebody with the whiskey tasting set. See, there you go. But yeah. see, I don't need like a, I don't need a like specific glassware. For that purpose, and if you gave that to me for Christmas, I I would be polite and say, "Oh, that's very good." And then I'd go home and try to regift it to somebody, or or just let it sit in the closet for the next ten years, because that's basically what most of those Christmas gifts do. That's what we do. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's a eight fifty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Humes Transportation is looking for a mechanic at Humes Transportation in Belchertown. Your hard work on servicing their fleet of Ford Transit and Econoline vehicles is vital to helping transport seniors and people with disabilities to work, medical appointments, and.